Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Game Week 10. No, Game Week 9 knee-jerk stream, I should say. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. How are we all doing? We're going to talk about what's happened in Game Week 8. My amazing score, Pickford's 9-pointer. Lots of good stuff like that. And, of course, we're going to look ahead to Game Week 9. It is an international break now, so we've got two weeks off before the next deadline. So no need to rush into any moves or anything like that. No no need to lock stuff in already, which transfers you're definitely making and all that good stuff. There's some very nice um, scores in the chat as well. 88, 66. Someone with 43. Someone's actually got almost as little as I have. Um yeah, I think Salah is the one. If you captain Salah this week, you probably had a really good week. If you own Salah, you also had a pretty good week. And if you didn't own Salah, it probably wasn't great like mine. I got 41. 45 with a four-point hit. But i got to be honest, I don't... I know everyone else is, like, worried for me. My season's over. All that usual stuff that happens after a few game weeks. I actually feel okay about the decision not to wildcard. Because I think I would have captain Son anyway. I mean, anyone that asked me on deadline stream between Salah and Son, I said Son, although Salah is close. That was that was basically my stock answer. And if I wildcarded, yes, I would have had Salah, but I wouldn't have had Trippier, who outscored Dan Burnett, which is who I would have played. And who was the other one? Instead of Pickford, I would have had Turner. So that would have been another three points down. So I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but Trippier got five more points than Burn. Uh, Pickford got three more than Turner, so that's eight points already. And if I hadn't capped in Salah, that I would have got, what, an extra, th I don't know, 13 points on that? Minus, yeah, I'm, I'm probably like five points down. I'm not wildcarding. Obviously, it could have gone a lot better. I could have wildcarded and capped in Salah and be miles ahead. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not down on as many points as it kind of feels like. And same with a hit, right? I took a hit to bring Madison in. He only got six points. Saka didn't play at all. So if I kept Saka, I would have got Archer on. I would have saved myself four points, but I'd be on exactly the same amount of total points, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. I I feel kind of okay. Like, it could have gone a lot worse. Uh, my Game Week 9 team looks good. And I'll probably wildcard in Game Week 10. I have considered not wildcarding in Game Week 10, but I'm probably just going to commit to it at this point. I feel like I need the, the kind of fresh start. But yeah, Game Week 9 looks pretty good. Uh, I absolutely admire the loyalty to your players. I'm not suggesting at all that you're done for the season, but not having Salah in your team is killing you. Yeah, of course, this week... It, I know, but I've just explained all that. There's no point in me keeping on explaining it. Yes, it would have been better if I had had Salah this week. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to deny that and say that my week was great, but it's not as bad as it would have been... It's not as bad as it could have been, is basically what I'm trying to say. Right? It's not, it's not season over just yet. It's close, maybe, but it's not over just yet. I mean... I said this so many times last week, right? The key differences on wildcard were basically Pickford and Trippier, Dan Burn and Turner. So that's, like I said, about eight points difference. Or so, oh, no, no, sorry. I'm up on points for those two. And then Rashford, Fernandes in Burmo, Diaby, blank, Ward-Prowse, blank, and Salah's 15 points. So it's Salah that's killed me. But all the other players that people are rushing to get to, Watkins, assist. Okay, he beat Alvarez, but I probably couldn't go for Watkins anyway. Diaby blanked, Warprow's blanked, Bowen blanked. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't feel that bad about it. And I've still got the wild card, which will hopefully be worth, I don't know, X amount of points in the future as well. So, yeah, team value is the biggest issue, really. Um, if I still want lots of those players that went up in game week eight, obviously I can. Sorry, not that I can't get them in, but I'm going to have to pay more. Fernandez and Rashford will probably drop again, but it is what it is. They got Sheffield United away. No team has conceded more goals this season's so i can't get rid of them before sheffield united uh, and i know everyone's gonna say yeah but that's your problem you haven't got rid of them but that mistake has been made it's all about what to do this week and look what happened with sterling right people were wildcarding to get rid of sterling and other players like that and he's just gone and smashed burnley there's nothing to say that man united couldn't do that against sheffield united my biggest worry is rashford keeps getting subbed early and at some point there might be a chance he doesn't start i was pretty confident that he would start last week that confidence has probably dropped down a notch this week. So, yeah, I'm happy to go one more week. I mean, I think my, my team for game week nine, and I'll read it out for podcast listeners, is Turner at home to Luton, Trippier at home to Palace, Cash at home to West Ham. Although if Botman's fit, I'll probably play Botman ahead of Cash. 
for Crystal Palace at home. Udogi against Fulham at home, along with Son and Madison also obviously against Fulham at home. Fernandes and Rashford against Sheffield United away. In Burmo versus Burnley at home. And then Alvarez and Harden up front with Brighton at home, who still haven't kept a clean sheet at all this season. And even if even if the argument is, well, Man United are still rubbish, even if they're playing Sheffield United away, I can just use one transfer to get rid of one of them and then wildcard in game week 10 anyway. So I I know I'm going to have to listen to two weeks of Man United comments, but I'm, I'm afraid to tell you they're probably both staying for um, Sheffield United away. And I just hope for the best. And to kind of top it all off, if I had to lock in a move right now for game week 10, I'm considering Alvarez to Hoyland just to go all in on Man United because everyone hates it right now and then just cross my fingers and go from there. Cross my fingers and go from there. Surely you'd still play cash. Yeah, I, I probably would for the attacking threat, but Botman is, is definitely an option. I, either way, the team looks pretty good this week, right? There's not, there's not really any huge issues with it. Would you do Madison to Bowen or Matoma in game week 10? Uh, probably Bowen, but let's let's wait and see what happens in a couple of weeks, I guess. Can only look to the future in FPL, exactly. Yeah, it's been bad, but like, I've been here plenty of times before. I mean, last season, everyone was telling me my season was over for like 15 game weeks, and then I ended up 35k, which is fine, right? No way Hoyland is coming in. I mean, if, if Alvarez is going to start, then I'd rather have him for Brighton at home, but if there's any doubts because of the international break travel and stuff like that, then Alvarez to Hoyland, why not, as a one-week punt for, for Sheffield United away. Go all in on Man United, just let them completely collapse my season. Uh, Nick, nine months member, thank you very much. How long is Saka out for? We don't know. Uh, Arteta, is, uh, he's been pulled out of the... He's been pulled out of the England squad, which was to be expected. I'm sure he'll be back next game week, but let's let's wait and let's wait and see. Yeah, Ross absolutely smashed it with no Haaland. No no Haaland drafts look really good this week. Let's see again after another three weeks, because obviously this was the hardest fixture. Uh, I feel sorry for you. Rashford and Bruno numbers and fixtures are both great. Yeah, but it happens, doesn't it? it you follow the numbers, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I tweeted this morning about the the Pickford and Turner rotation. The expected goals conceded per game for that rotation in pretty much all the games is really good. And what have I got so far? One clean sheet. It happens, right? I mean, like I tweeted with the picture, well done, boys. Good process. That's all you can do. Trust the process, and hopefully by the end of the season, things are, things are going well. Uh, game week nine wildcard, no chance for me. It, I'd have to get a number of injuries for that to happen. Martinelli at 7.7 million is exciting. I agree. I think right now, I would probably be more likely to go double Arsenal defence than double Arsenal midfield because I don't know. I don't know what the plan is for game week eight wildcard is, but I've looked at my possible game week ten wildcard with with the usual players, right? Cash, Newcastle defender, uh, Arsenal defender, and then maybe a couple of others. And it does kind of break down like after like game week thirteen or something like that. Well, there's a couple of bad fi fixtures thrown in. So double Newcastle, def uh, double Arsenal defence might be the way that I go. We'll see. We'll see. 84 minus 8, 76 net. Salah captain. Yeah, Salah, Salah's the killer. Um, One, one player to talk about, really, is Cole Palmer. 4.9 million. He's not going to be 4.9 million for long, I don't think. But he took, he took the penalty for Chelsea. Now... It's not a guarantee he's now their first choice penalty taker, but Enzo took one and missed. He could have taken that one. He was on the pitch. He didn't. Sterling was also on the pitch as well. So there is a chance that Cole Palmer is first choice penalty taker for Chelsea. It could be like Arsenal where they pass it around a little bit. The only player that wasn't on the pitch that I think could take penalties genuinely is Reese James. I think everyone else was, was kind of there. So Palmer at 4.9 million if he's fit. Is pretty good and the interesting thing is if i roll in game week nine i can do fernandez to salah and rashford to palmer and i wouldn't even need to wild card the only problem is i've still then got i mean in burmo i still in burmo blanked again but honestly like it's that spot is basically him versus ward prowse versus i don't know drby I, 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 that could maybe wait until game week 11 to fix. Um, so I could do that and keep Trippier and have Son, Haaland and Salah. But the problem is, I don't know how much I trust Palmer in terms of minutes. 
And there's probably a few other things I would still want to change. But I'm looking at certain players, like Udogi, for example. I probably wouldn't have him on Game Week 10 wildcard. But it's not an issue playing him against Palace away, I don't think. The other option, by the way, is to ignore Palmer, right? So roll in Game Week 9. Don't wildcard in Game Week 10. And I can still get rid of Rashford. I can get rid of Trippier down to like a four point. I don't know. Let's just say Gabriel, right, for Arsenal. And then I'd have... 7.2 million to spend on the midfielder. So that is where Diaby could come in. Or even Matoma, maybe. I'll just put Matoma in because Brighton's fixtures are great. Um, and for a minus four, that, that could be the squad. But then it relies on keeping Alvarez, having double spurs. I'm, I'm not sure about that moving forward. And also, I can't get Saka until game week 12. So I think I think I could put off the wild card. But it would take another hit. I still wouldn't have Saka. I probably could do a change in my goalkeeper soon. And the defence is going to need work anyway later on. I'm just not sure there's enough reason to save it. So either way, I'm going to have to commit to whether or not I'm using it in game week 9. Because if I'm not going to use it, I roll the transfer. And if I am going to use it, obviously I go for a one-week punt. So we'll see. I think the plan all along has kind of been wildcard 10. So I'm probably just going to stick to that. It just feels... It just doesn't feel right using a transfer on this team. Like, on paper, it looks so good. Apart from Salah, it looks really good this week. It just doesn't feel right using a transfer on it. But if I'm going to wildcard 10, I'm going to have to make a transfer of some kind. And obviously, there could be there could be injuries over the international break. I would say, generally, don't panic about any players that pull out of international duty. Like, most of them are probably going to be absolutely fine. Uh, Nigel the Crab, I'm team... No, nah harland 69 points thanks Salah. very nice very nice is morons gonna rise in price by game week nine? i don't even know who that is obviously a spell check there best one week punt for game week nine pre wildcard sterling to jota diaz yeah jota diaz is good alvarez to hoyland's another one i've looked at i mean i could do rashford to jota rashford to diaz definitely an option you can't give up on Man united players now they're up against the worst defense and will have good momentum after the last win yeah, I'm I'm probably not I'm probably gonna keep both of them for this week. The only way I'll drop Rashford is if I think he's not gonna start. Oh, is Matoma gonna rise in price by game on I doubt it. He blanked. He just blanked, didn't he? So And they've got um Man City away, so I can't see why he would rise. Matoma is uh, Matoma's more likely to drop in price, to be honest. Surely I'm gonna bring in Matom uh, McTominay, probably not. Are we ready to get hurt by Reese James again? No chance. I mean, if he's on if he's on penalties, then I would definitely be tempted. But the fixtures aren't very good for Chelsea, especially defensively. Gordon for game week nine, yeah, not a bad option, not a bad option at all. We we don't know how long Botman's out for. He could be back for game week nine, but we'll have to wait and see. Salah or Haaland game week nine captaincy. I think Haaland is better, but I mean Salah against a team like Everton at home is never going to be that bad. Although, honestly. And look, Liverpool's a different prospect because they're so good in attack. But the expected goals conceded by Pickford so far, it's not been that high. Like, the Villa game was really bad, 3.11. But outside of that, 1.5 against Fulham, 1.1... I won't read all these numbers, but generally they're all 1.24 or below after the first two game weeks. Even against Arsenal at home, 1.02. Now, this is an away game, right? So it's going to be more difficult at Anfield. But Everton defence has actually been all right. That's why I think, like, you know, I think um, Audit Romano was saying about the good numbers for Rashford and Fernandez. It's, it's similar with the goalkeeper rotation. It, that rotation definitely deserves more than one clean sheet after eight weeks. But these things happen in FPL. You go and look at the numbers for Fulham. I, I can't believe Leno's got more points. Better goalkeeper, I, I would agree with that. Apparently, Flecken is out for about a month. How do we miss that? It didn't come out before the deadline, but yeah, he's got an illness, undisclosed illness or something like that, and he's going to be out for about a month. So if you've got Flecken, I guess you're either playing Turner or Areola or you're making a goalkeeper transfer. Any idea on why Hoyland is rising? Man United players just tend to go up in price quite quickly because there's so many Man United fans. It's kind of always happened. You look tired. Uh, I feel pretty good, to be honest. I feel better than I've done in a long time, but thanks for that. I'm glad I'm looking tired. I've always got bags under my eyes. Always. Would you say a 52-point in this game week is, a de is decent? Um, it's it's fine, yeah. Better than what I got. I got 41 total. Game week 19 wildcard is overrated. Just bench two City in 18 and then get another one in the double game week. 
yeah, that could be the play. I think I would want, I think I would want Imbermo. To be honest, I know the double's not great, but the fixtures before and after are pretty good. Undisclosed illness for a month. What could that be? I don't know. But if they don't want to tell us, then there's probably a reason for that, isn't it? Isn't there? I should say. Am I surprised Tottenham are top? Um, maybe a little, not massively. I was thinking today, right? And I said this to a few people before Arsenal scored. How funny would it be? And obviously I'd want Man United to win the league, but also I'm realistic. That's never happening. Not this season anyway. Wouldn't it be funny if after the struggle last year to pip City to the title, if Arsenal finished ahead of Man City this year, but then Spurs won the league, that would be quite funny. I think they finished second. They finished above City. They beat them twice, maybe. But all that does is help Spurs win the league. That would be quite funny. It's not going to happen, but it could be funny. Was I surprised that Arsenal won? I mean, I know lots of people said this in the build-up, but if you're going to be... If you're going to beat Man City, this was the time to do it. You're at home. They haven't got Rodri. I think Arsenal... I, I mean, to be fair, I've got to say, Martin only played 45 minutes. He's their first choice left winger. Saka, one of their best players, was out. So it's not like Arsenal were at complete full strength and, and City, you know, had no one. Obviously, they're missing De Bruyne as well. But they had, like, if you're going to win, that was the time and they did it. So fair play. It was such a boring game, though. I mean, like, it's a good game from, like, a... I'm sure it's a good game from a tactical perspective and all that stuff. But sometimes, like, I know how good Man City are, right? They just won the treble. You don't need you don't need me to tell you that Man City are good. But sometimes watching their games are so boring. At least with Man United, you know goals are going in. I mean, it might be from the opposition, but at least you know goals are going in. I know Man City scores so many goals, I know, but just sometimes I watch them and just like, this could be so much more exciting. But it works, and they'll probably still win the league, so who cares, right? Pep lost the game by taking Alvarez off. I was, I don't know if he was just tired, but I was a little surprised that he came off. Like, I don't think he was great, but I thought that it was going to be Foden off. I don't know, maybe Foden was a bit better today. I mean, what do we think about Alvarez going forward? I'm, I'm not sure about him, but I also think part of the reason I'm not sure is because he's only got one return in the three games that I've owned him. And so there's a little bit of knee-jerking going on there. Who captains for game week nine? Haaland, Rashford or Watkins? I wouldn't captain Rashford while he's getting subbed early. I think Haaland's the best captain this week, and then it's Salah. 100% keeping, he's unreal, and next three fixtures are great. I know, but for me, like, if you're on wildcard 10, would you still keep Alvarez? That's the big question. Like, yeah, it's easy to keep him for Brian at home if he's going to start. But would you keep him on wildcard 10? I, I think that's going to be a big decision for me, is which forward do I go with alongside Haaland? Because if I don't want Alvarez and I haven't got the money to get Watkins, then it really is just a Solanke or try and find a few extra funds for someone like Darwin Nunez, who could be quite tempted by, by game week 10. He's already tempted now. Actually, do I have enough money for Darwin? Do I have enough money? 0.7. Oh, I do. 7.6. Oh, I can't, I can't go Hoyland when I can get Darwin. If, if he's going to start. There's, lot, there's lots of info to take in this week because of the internationals. That's why I don't want to like... Obviously, I'm not locking anything in right now. It's only Sunday. We've got, we've got nearly two weeks to go. I feel sorry for Calvin Phillips. He was probably England's player of the series in the last Euros, but Pep doesn't trust him. Yeah, I, it was a weird signing. I, I kind of get... like I, I listened to... Um, I listened to James Alcott's podcast, right? The Ripple Effect. It's really good. I'd highly recommend it. it it's just nice to listen to football discussion that's not just looking for clicks all the time and just having an opinion for the sake of it it's really good anyway and they were talking about calvin phillips and how like you, you can't turn down a move like that and I, and I get why he wants to fight for his place He's probably on a lot of money for one but i just don't see him ever getting in just don't see him ever getting in would you do some international break content for example rate a few teams and see if saving the wild card is viable uh, I, I will be doing content over the international break. I don't know if that will be one of them, but there will be some, yeah. Are you sure Rashford starts versus Sheffield United? I think he will, but I am a little bit more worried than I was this time last week, basically. I think three early subs in a row is not great, but I also I keep coming back to the fact that 
Rashford is one of Man United's biggest goal threats. He just is. And Garnacho is obviously a talent. I hope in the next few years he like really establishes himself. But I don't know if he's ready to kind of start week in, week out yet. You could argue that his performances off the bench are deserving of a start. But I, I don't know if it's the right call to drop Rashford. I, th- I think, like, you've just won. Do you then drop one of your best players on paper? I, I think it would be... I think it would be a strange decision, but I can't sit here and tell you I'm 100% confident in the start, and I'm also worried about the early subs, but again, it's Sheffield United away. Uh, the podcast I just mentioned is called The Ripple Effect. Goal threat, they don't have any. Yeah, okay, <laughs> they don't have any. Those that are holding wildcard may have less budget, but Saka's injury shows that the most resilient will be injury risk. I'd expect more players to miss games over the next two international breaks. Absolutely, yeah. And also, like, it's all well and good gaining all this money from game week eight wildcard right and to be fair the wildcard has just done well so it was a good time to do it anyway but the money i said this on the deadline stream the money is only realized or or the benefits are only realized if one you're still happy with those picks after a couple of weeks which i'm sure people will because the the fixtures are good long term or you sell them to get back some of that money you've made to spend elsewhere like i've missed lots of money and, and the narrative going around was well, you won't be able to afford this team in game week 10. But if I don't want that team, then it's not so bad, right? People aren't going to be buying Arsenal players before before Chelsea away, probably. And players like Gabriel are 4.7 million. Zinchenko's 4.9 million. Saka will probably drop in price by the time I buy him back. So I've lost money in certain places, but I'm also going to gain it back in others. Like Mitoma might drop in price to 6.5 million. And it might be by game week 10 that I think he's a better option than Mitoma long term. And he's cheaper than Diaby, uh, I meant, sorry. So, I know there was a big discussion about money, but and I tweeted this, and I did start panicking a little bit after I tweeted it, but there's always a way. There's always an alternative. And it's it's never as bad as, as you think. Obviously, if Sack is out for three, four weeks, then I can't get him, and that's a bit annoying. But there's always Odegaard, who would then be on penalties, etc. You watch all our decent players get injured for their countries and Andy comes swooping with his shades on on his wild card. I mean, look, let's be real, right? Obviously, I'm making content. I want everyone to do well that's watching it. Try and finish higher rank than you did last season, etc. But also, I want to do well. And the best way for that to happen is uh, disasters to happen for other people's teams. So would I like a couple of big things to happen between now and game week 10? Absolutely. And in between, I would love Rashford and Fernandes to get 10 pointers each. That would be nice. But it also might not happen. And look, on game week eight wildcard or even seven i'm sure there's transfer plans to get those arsenal players anyway so not only you've got the team rally you're also getting the same players we're gonna buy so we're not gonna know whether it was a good move to save it for a few more weeks and it could just be that it wasn't a good move i'd low-key like a Haaland injury so i don't have to be scared of taking him out i mean if Haaland gets injured our wildcard in game week nine that's for sure just a just quick way to redistribute all the cat. Although I still don't know if it's a great week to wildcard. I actually think I'd probably just remove Haaland and wildcard game week ten because I wouldn't. I don't think I would want three Spurs on on wildcard. So if I wildcarded this week, I'd still want them for Fulham. The three promoted teams have to be targeted more than any other season previously. Not sure I agree with that. I think we always pretty much target the new promoted sides. Always happens. Haaland accumulated 0.26 expected goal involvement the last 180 minutes. Wow. I mean, to be honest, today, he couldn't get past Saliba at all. Saliba was great today. I mean, Gabriel was good too, but I feel like Saliba was usually the one mostly on Haaland. But yeah, 0.06 expected goals, 0.03 expected assists against Wolves. Look, the guy's still on nine returns in his first eight games, and he's got Bournemouth at home and Brighton at home in the next three games and also Rodri will be back for Brighton I wouldn't start panicking about Haaland just yet looking at your team I wouldn't wildcard I'm not going to wildcard this week this is part of the reason I didn't wildcard in game week eight so look I need some big returns from particular players this week Trippier, Rashford, Fernandes and Burma, Alvarez in particular and if I get big returns then maybe we can look back and say it was okay decision not to wildcard but if I get if the if the game week eight wildcard template beats me again, then yeah, definitely a mistake not to have used it. But that, like these things happen in FPL, right? You you can't get er- you're not gonna get everything right. I, like if you, I feel like some people watch me and they're like, I can't believe you got that wrong. I'm gonna get so much wrong this season. I can tell you now. 
So much wrong. Uh, our knee's out for like a month, so you've got to get rid of him. In, in good news, uh, for anyone that's playing Sky Fantasy, I bought Saliba into my team in Sky Fantasy today. Got me a nice nine-pointer. Two, two passes off ten points. Top 1k in that still. Captain Salah over Haaland as well. So that's going well. FPL is failing. Ward Prowse to Huang. One week punt. Who have Wolves got this week? Bournemouth away. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Although, why would you get rid of Ward Prowse? That's probably the, that's probably the highlight, by the way, of my game week. Is Ward Prowse got his third blank in a row. After all the comments the last few weeks have been... Why are you not talking about Ward Prowsemore? Why are you not talking about Ward Prowsemore? Bam! Three three blanks in a row. Happy days. The problem is the really good fixtures for uh, West Ham are coming from game week ten onwards, and I'm not going to own him. And he's going to continue to he's going to start smashing it. And I'm going to look like an idiot again. Up to six k in the sky with forty five transfers left. Wow! Like I'm top one k, but I've only got like thirty eight left or something like that. I've used quite a lot. Saliba has pulled out of the France squad with a toe injury. Yeah, I guarantee you he's back for game week nine guarantee he's back was planning to take sterling out this week seems foolish now no that's the wrong way to look at it that's the wrong way to look at it you kept sterling for a great fixture and he returned happy days good decision now he's got a bad run of fixtures i will say it's arsenal at home the fact it's a home game maybe not so bad and then it is brentford at home in game week 10 so you could keep sterling for the next two game weeks but I would say if your original plan was to keep him for Burnley, then sell. I'm not sure those returns should change your opinion on making that move. Because fixtures matter, and Arsenal was going to be a much more difficult game than Burnley was. Will you be taking a risky pre a punt pre-wild card? If so, who are you thinking of bringing in? Um, yes. I mean, essentially, I should have probably... I could have gone the other route. I think me and FPL Salah have got a pretty similar team. And he went for Poro instead of Cash. And I think he kept Saka. So he will probably be thinking now, I'm going to take Saka out for someone like Diaz or Jota from Liverpool. But because I've got Rashford and Fernandes against Sheffield United away, and Burmo against Burnley at home, and Son and Madison against Fulham at home, I don't really have room to take a midfield punt. So, I mean, I could do Rashford to a Liverpool player. That's That's definitely on my mind. The other option is Alvarez to Hoyland or Darwin Nunez or someone like that. Like Darwin Nunez punt, actually, now I realize I can afford it, is quite tempting. The other thing, by the way, is I didn't check this. I watched the highlights, but I didn't clock the lineup. Nottingham Forest, obviously, our knees out. I was Chris Wood that started. <laughs> They've got Luton at home. Chris Wood. Arigi, who's going to start that game against Luton? If it's Chris Wood, could I take a punt on Chris Wood? Would he be on penalties? Probably not. Morgan Gizwhite would be, wouldn't he? <laughs> that, that would be interesting. Um, uh, yeah, Isaac or Wilson against Crystal Palace at home. I don't think I can... I don't know if I can afford either of them, though. How much are they? I've got 7.6 million to spend. I think they're both over that. Oh, no, Isaac's 7.5, so I could afford Isaac. Oh, interesting. There's lots of options in that forward line. But also, if Alvarez is going to start, Brighton at home is great. So I could easily I could easily make the wrong call here. Make the wrong call. After the Spurs game, do we want to bet on Forrest against Luton? Uh, yeah, did you watch the Spurs game? Like, they could have easily scored early. If, they, if, if Spurs take one of those early chances, and by the way, I think Richardson was fouled for one of the ones he missed. Should have probably been a penalty. His, his shirt was pulled right back. At least that's what it looked like from the pictures anyway. Um, yeah, they could, if they'd scored early, I think it's a completely different game and, and, and Spurs probably get uh, more goals. And also, obviously, the red card didn't help either. So I, don't, I wouldn't, you know... Okay, Luton defended with a low block, but if you watch the game, how many chances did they get? Like, I, I wouldn't be worried about that as a fixture. I'm, I'm, pro I'm not going to change the defender. That feels like such low upside... And also, I think Trippier and Cash in particular, Crystal Palace at home. I mean, West Ham at home is going to be tricky for a clean sheet, but both are quite attacking. And a doggy against Fulham at home is fine. I've got Botman on the bench if things go wrong. I think it's got to be an attacking player. And, and right now, I, I think it would probably be Alvarez out, which sounds crazy, I know. But I think the midfield looks pretty good. I mean, for in Burmo, for example, I would have 7.3 million to spend on a midfielder. So there's Gibbs White against Luton. 
But where else would I go for 7.3 million? Gordon against Palace. It just... I feel like I just stick with Mbermo one more week. So Alvarez is probably the one out, but that doesn't even feel that great. Maybe maybe there'll be an injury or something. It definitely won't be Sterling. I'd rather go for a player at home, I think. Porro should have scored off a Son assist, yeah. To get some money, Son back to Madison, but I did get Son instead of Madison on wildcard. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what you mean with the first bit. Trippier conceded two goals and got two bonus points. That's why he paid the big bucks for him. Yeah, got an assist, obviously, for that as well. Haaland's still the best captain in game week nine. Yes, De Bruyne is not going to be back, though, but Rodri will. What are your thoughts on Capsi for game week 10 and 12? Arsenal look the best. So, probably Salah. Well, no, uh, yeah, probably Salah. So, game week 10, Salah has got Forrest at home. I will probably go for that over Saka. And game week 12, when City are away to Chelsea... I will probably go Salah against Brentford at home instead of Saka against Burnley. But that probably is a little bit closer than game week 10. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I'll probably go Salah in both. Or I bring in a Man United player and go Luton at home because I'm just uh, a sucker for punishment. I'll probably just go Salah twice. Get that Murillo guy in from Forest Defence. He looked insane versus Palace. I saw the highlights. Yeah, that run he made was absolutely ridiculous. How much is he? 4.5 million. 0.58 expected goal involvement. Madness. But no, I, I don't want to go for a defender punt. Also, I don't want to keep talking about punts for my team. What else can we talk about? Keep Alvarez and get rid of Haaland. No chance. I don't listen to you because you keep playing Rashford and Fernandes when they blanked. It's costing my team lots of points. Uh, Sham, Saul, I'm glad you can make... I'm sure you're a grown adult. I'm glad you can make decisions for your own fantasy team. That is absolutely what you should do for this rest of this season. Plans for De Bruyne for the double game week. Is he even going to be back by then? Honestly, this is one of the reasons why I'm not convinced I need to panic about wildcarding late. I just feel like three City players is always a proper pain. So he could be back by the 16th of December, which would be game week 17, just before the blank, and then straight afterwards. I mean, I guess Salah to De Bruyne, right, if it came to it. You're the only Man United fan I know saying Rashford is still worth keeping, even after the buzz of the Brentford game. Do you think Ganache might start? So, I think when I when you say that, I'm saying that Rashford's worth keeping. Only in certain circumstances, right? I said last week, if you wanted to sell Rashford, absolutely you should go ahead and do that. If you can do Rashford to Salah, absolutely you should go ahead and do that. I'm keeping Rashford for one week. That's the current plan. And then I'm going to wildcard him out. That's all I'm saying. You might be in a different position where it makes sense to sell him. And if you've got the spare transfer and you're sick of him, sell him, honestly. Three City players will always be better than two United players. Yeah, great. That's why no one's got City players right now. <laughs> Apart from, well, I guess I've got Haaland and Alvarez, to be fair. But Haaland, Haaland doesn't count. Everyone's got him anyway. Plus, everyone just took Alvarez out to get Watkins after his five, five returns. You've taken no hits so far this season. It's starting to show. I'm falling behind the curve, waiting to wildcard in game week 10. It happens. It happens. Man United's fixtures are insane. I'm keeping Rashford forever. I, I would rather keep Fernandez. I think. Surely you're not keeping Trippier on wildcard 10. Nope, probably not. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what my wildcard will look like, but I don't think I can keep Trippier. I mean, from game week, like, the problem is he's still great. He is still great. But after Wolves away, you're then straight into Arsenal at home, which is going to be tricky for a clean sheet. Bournemouth away is good, but then, I don't know, Chelsea... I mean, I think Newcastle will probably get at least one clean sheet from Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United at home. Will they get more than that, though? Not so sure. And then Spurs away in game week 16. Now, they have got some good games from game week 10, but the good ones are Wolves, Bournemouth and Everton in one, two, three. In six game weeks, the three best games are all away. So I just think that's probably the time I can jump back off of Trippier. The problem is, in game week 17, he looks great again. But then you've got Liverpool away, Man City at home. I don't know. It's one to think about, actually, longer term, how you how you deal with that. That's one of the pros for going no Haaland, which, by the way, is probably worse now in game week 9 than it was in game week 8. But you get to keep Trippier. And from game week 17, like right up until what, 25, they've got some really nice fixtures um, either side of Liverpool and City at home. But that's probably that's probably too far to be thinking. I don't think I'll have Trippier on my... 
I don't think I have triple on my wild card, but I think I will want a Newcastle defender in general. I'm hoping Botman will be fit by then. Because I think at his price... Do you know what? I just thought of the most boring move I could make before before wildcard 10. So Botman is 4.7. I think I bought him at 4.6. Yeah. So if he drops to 4.6 and then it looks like he's going to drop to 4.5, I could just take him out and, and stop the price drop. And then just get him back in on wildcard. That'd be so boring though. <laughs> that that would that would cement my boring FPL management style uh, fully. My AI transfer just recommended me to sell Salah for Gordon. What? I, send me a screenshot of that. I'll send that to them because I don't think it should be doing that. By the way, play Ward, Prowse or Cash next week. Uh, I always prefer playing the attacker, but Cash is at home, so I guess Cash. 9k to 1 million overall rank in three weeks i think i'm doing it wrong wow that is a big drop but you know what you can always go up that far as well you never know am i not tempted to hold my wild card until gaming 19 i am tempted yeah i just don't i i think i need the kind of fresh start soon with my team there's just a lot of there's just a lot of like periphery players and stuff uh, Shamsul, I think if we follow your tits, we will end up 2 million ranked. I, lo I love that Shamsul is like so annoyed by what I have to say. He's still watching and still sticking around. It's amazing. Thanks thanks for watching. What about Socek, 4.9 million? I do quite like him as an enabler, but I'm thinking about who I want in my midfield. And I still feel like there's five midfielders that are great. And I just don't think Socek really fits in. The, the reason that I would look at players like Palmer or Socek is for Trent Alexander-Arnold. So I said, I answered a question about Trent on final thoughts. And I said, it's all a combination thing. So Trent and a 5 million, def uh, sorry, Trent and a 5 million midfielder versus, I don't know, Madison and Cash. And when you think of it like that, Madison and Cash almost always win out. But... Trent and Palmer or Trent and Socek where you bench the midfielder most weeks and maybe use them when needed could that work possibly my only worry would be if you want to switch that back it's two transfers so it probably just makes sense to not have Trent but if you're looking for differentials in game week 10 or even game week 9 for people wildcard in this week I mean Trent's a big one he really is it's much easier to get him without Haaland but it is possible to get him with I just, I just don't know how confident I am in Cole Palmer's minutes going forward. Is Hoyland for Isaac worth a punt? I mean, it could be, but if Isaac's going to start, Crystal Palace at home is pretty good. From 1 million to 150k in a week, very nice. The yellow card suspension list is getting bigger, one to keep an eye on. That's a good point, actually. Let me... So if we go to yellow cards... So Luca Dean's on four still. Emerson at West Ham. People might start looking at him soon. West Ham's fixture is really good. Most people aren't going to want to... Double, I don't, I don't know what, I am tempted on wildcard. I'm very tempted to go Ariola and West Ham defender because the only game you probably wouldn't want to play him in from game week 10 to 17 is Spurs away in game week 15. I don't know, it's tempting. It is tempting. I'll have to give that some thought. But anyway, Emerson's on four yellow cards. Um, Bay are on three. I mean, the rest of them are all on three. For four yellow cards, who else is there? Pacatar's not really a big thing. Matoma's already on three. That's a bit annoying. Fernandez is also on three. Nicholas Jackson obviously on five. That's not a huge amount of issues. Trent's on two. I don't know. I don't think there's too much to be worried about there. It's worth keeping an eye on though. I mean, someone was saying the other day that Fernandez will definitely get one in the Man City game. <laughs> so he'll be on four by game week 10. So whether or not you can keep him out after that, probably not. Most people want to get rid anyway, I think. Will I keep any Spurs on wildcard 10? Possibly Son. I think it really depends how I want to redistribute the cash, to be honest. I don't think I will keep both my Spurs players. But if Son's still playing number 9, I'd just i love to know if Son's on penalties. If, if Madison's on penalties, then I'll almost certainly have Madison on game week 10 wildcard, and I'd probably drop Son. But it's, oh, I don't know, it's so tempting. Uh, sorry, it, it would be so good if Madison was on them. But I think I'd have to drop at least one. Wildcard 10, just go with Raya. Mm, maybe. Maybe. So far keeps assisting good runner fixtures. Yeah, so far's good. I'd probably go Zuma, I think. 
for that set piece threat. I don't want to go from though because of the whole cat situation. I kept Bruno Fernandes in my wildcard team for the next five games. If he gets suspended before the Luton game, I'm going to lose it. Well, I really think he might be on four yellows by then, but let's see. Son the bigger goal threat, but Madison will maybe be more consistent, more avenues for points. I, I honestly, if Son keeps playing number nine, even with let's just take penalties out of it for a second. If Son keeps playing number nine, I think he definitely scores more points than Madison over however long he plays in that position. And if he has penalties, there's no there's no contest. No contest. The the one thing I'll be keeping an eye on is how many minutes Son plays during the international break and then how many minutes he plays in game week nine. Because he does keep getting subbed early. And that is a little bit of a worry. Anderson massively underrated. I spoke about him last week on transfer tips. Yellow card situation affects the team defence, i.e. Luis at Villa, Bruno Gumeris at Newcastle, Alvarez at West Ham. Yeah, I... Does it change it so much that it would change your transfer plans? I don't think so. They're only going to miss one game. Nick Bodo, thank you very much. All the way from Australia. Do you want to get Watkins in? Possibly. That, that's another thing I looked at, by the way. I, I don't think I'll do this either. But I could roll a transfer. And then in game week 10, not use my wild card. And just do Haaland to Watkins. The highest scoring forward in the game. And then upgrade one of my midfielders. I could even keep Rashford and Fernandes and doing Bermo to Salah. So this could be my midfield. So Son, Madison, Rashford, Fernandez, Salah, then Watkins, Alvarez up front. So I could do that in game week 10 for free. I'd have 0.6 million to spend. So I could also get Saka if I wanted to. But again, is there enough reason to hold the wild card? Probably not. And am I brave enough to go about Haaland? Probably not. Probably not. There's lots of avenues though. I've got, I've got to decide this week what I'm doing, this game week. Uh, Nick gifted one uh, membership. Thank you very much. Rayon, you've just you just got a membership. Design your kit. Uh, I will do that at some point. Is Son a solid punt for captaincy in game week nine? Fulham's defence looks pretty bad. Uh, he's very good, yeah, I would say. But I still prefer Haaland and Salah, I think. I, I would not be surprised if Son... This is the game where he gets the haul. I think Fulham defence is bad. It is bad. Who am I going to wild card out? Um, lots of players. I mean, do I need Cameron Archer? Probably, but he's a bit rubbish. <laughs> I'll probably keep him, though. Kabori didn't start last game. He'll go. Udogi, probably. Madison, Mbermo, Fernandez, Rashford, Alvarez, Trippier, goalkeepers. Quite a lot. Start Turner or Inanna next week. <laughs> I'd probably go Turner at home to Luton. Would you advise on getting Salah and or Saka or Martinelli? Uh, I think Salah is great for the coming up, uh, coming weeks. And then Saka and then Martinelli. By the way, the other option, like, there's so many different routes that I can take with my team. There is like a, a fifth option, and that is to not get Salah, but also to sell Fernandes and Rashford. Or even keep one. So in game week, I could roll this week again. I think rolling is definitely possible. And then take Rashford out for Saka. Keep Son and Madison for one more week. And maybe even taking Burma out as well. And just roll without Salah and just captain other players. So captain Harden in 9, Saka in 10, Harden in 11, Saka in 12. It's possible. Save the wild card. Like people are talking about no Harlem, but no no Salah is possible. I just, I just think the fixtures are too good for me to, to go without him. I just don't think I can do it. Leno has had to make a bunch more saves than he ought to, really. Might sound weird, but Mitrovic leaving is hurting their ability to, to defend properly. I, like, their defense wasn't great last year either, though. I just don't think don't think it's fantastic at all. When do we start to panic? I'll start to panic around probably game week 20-ish. If it's still going badly then. Especially with no small double game weeks outside the Man City one. I, this, this probably isn't the right time to start talking about going without Salah because he's just got 15 points and no one wants to hear that, but... I guess in the same way people have gone about Haaland, you could think about it. I just think the fixture difference between the two is like night and day. So if you're going to go without one of the premiums, it's probably Haaland right now. But because I'm already set up like this, I could, I could potentially go without him. But I just think he's my favourite captain in 10 and 12. So I'll probably just go for him. Would you captain Haaland or Salah next week? Uh, Haaland. Salah getting a hat-trick in the derby. I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure. When it is at home. 
Alvarez has Peru away on the 18th of October. Pep no doubt benches him on his return. So the, their match is on the 21st. So when's the 18th? That's the Wednesday, right? He'll probably be okay. He played last time. He played last time they were away. Well, I think that's my punt anyway. Alvarez out. It's probably my punt for game at nine. Some do triple captain Son. Ouch. How do you see yourself navigating blank game week 18, double game week 20? Uh, bench Haaland. Bench any, bench any Man City Brentford players I've got by then. And then add more in afterwards. I guess that has to be has to be the hope. Or that has to be the play probably. If I'm going to wildcard now or soon. Liverpool in the early kickoff in game week 9. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on Everton. Tuesday night Peru 9pm 3am Wednesday UK. Probably be okay. Salah's open play goal was fortunate as Elliot should have taken the shot. Salah's just too good. He's just too good. I wish I had your patience and optimism. It all it is is just it's years of experience, and I don't mean like is in I'm so experienced I'm great at FPL. I just mean years of experience of playing the game, knowing that bad things can happen and you can't have you you have no control over it basically. And we're only eight game weeks through the season. There's 30 game weeks to go. There's so many points on offer. It's not over yet. St I still haven't used my wild card. There will hopefully be points to be gained by playing it. Like, it's really not a big issue. Like, I've got loads of red arrows in a row. Like, it's not... Like, I'm not trying to pretend, like, my season is going well. Because it's just not. Um, like, this will be a red arrow when it updates. I'm down to, like, 1.5 million or something like that. So, I've gone from 224k in game week three to 1.5 million. But if I can if I can drop that far, I can also rise that that quick. Not that quick. But, yeah, I guess over one, two, three. Over the next five, six game weeks, I could then rise back to where I was. It's possible. Like, people, people will start saying things now like, well, you can't rise that quick because everyone's got the same template, so it's not possible. But there's a reason that I'm dropping right now because I obviously don't have the same players as everyone else, and hopefully that'll still be the case in a few weeks. So I wouldn't... I, I don't know. It's just no point in worrying. Like, don't get me wrong. If I'm like 1.5 million or less by game week 20, 25, that probably is season over, and I probably won't get a good rank. But there's plenty more points to play for. Like I absolutely, if I was higher ranked right now, I'd be loving it and I'll be celebrating it all. But I'm also not hugely, hugely worried just yet. But that could happen in the next few weeks. You'll know when I'm worried. <laughs> You'll know when I'm worried because I'll tell you. If Botman is fit for game week nine, would you play double Newcastle defense versus toothless Palace and bench Cash or hedge and play Cash? Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably play Cash, but I don't know. I, I suspect Botman would be the better option because of because of the fixture. There's just always that worry that Cash goes and gets an attack and return and they take the clean sheet as well. But if I had to bet now, I would say that Villa probably aren't keeping a clean sheet. I didn't... This isn't a hindsight. I did say this before the deadline. I didn't necessarily think Cash was great for Wolves away West Ham at home. The reason that I went for him was, one, because I probably want him a wild card, so I was sick of missing the price rises. And two, there weren't a, ma a huge amount of other great defenders either. I could have gone for Parry, but that would have blocked Madison. And that was the only other player I was looking at. Dallow was already conceded as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think Cash gets the clean sheet. But if they can get one and he gets an attack and return, which is definitely possible, I guess I play him ahead of Botman. You can easily make up the rank. I've gone from 1.9 million after game week 5 to 4K after game week 8. Wow, what what a rise. Yeah, it's, def it's definitely doable. The problem is people, people always make it out like, Oh, those game weeks are gone now. You've missed those points. There's, it's like there's no chance now in the next few weeks you can possibly make up those points. But of course you can. Of course you can. Pickford returned. Exactly. Finally. Deserved. We fully deserved those points from Pickford. They, he was never as bad a pick as everyone made out. Nine pointer. Happy days. Thinking about Hamer and Morello on wildcard so I can have, so I can change my teenager. So this is the way to Hamerillo. I like it. I like it. What's your opinion on wildcard 9-10 versus 19 in general? Yeah, I think it's really hard to put a like number on how good Game Week 19 wildcard could be. Ultimately, if you're happy to... Sorry, if you can manage... Like, if you've already got Salah, for example, and you can manage the next few weeks, then yeah, there's probably no need to wildcard. So just save it for the double and just hope that... I mean, what Game Week 19 wildcarders are hoping for is... First of all, loads of injuries to the current template, right? Because they can deal with that all in one go on wildcard. They're also hoping that 
the Man City double falls in game week 20 because they blank in 18, so then there's limited time to put extra players in. And, uh, I don't know, there's big change around in the players that you need from game week 19 onwards. Now, could that happen? Yes, but it's not a guarantee. So I'm kind of... The reason that I'm looking at 9 slash 10... I mean, I'm looking at 10 for my team is because I feel like there's enough points on offer right now without taking more hits to get to where I need to be. But it might be that that's the wrong decision. You just don't know. So at some point, you've just got to take the punt and, and hope it's right. Like, it could be that we get to game week 19 and there's no real Man City players that we're confident will start twice. We're not sure we want to keep them longer term than that. And that we don't actually want to load. I mean, we will want to get three Man City players, right? That will be something that we all try and do. But it might not be as easy as it sounds right now. I mean, if Alvarez is still starting every game, happy days, there's one option. Foden's obviously getting good minutes at the moment. Edison in gold, etc. But there's, all, there's also hits you can take later. I mean, that, that's sometimes how I think with the wildcard is... I can take hits now to save my wildcard for later. Or... So that's like that's almost guaranteeing hits now. Or I can wildcard now to avoid the hits, although I did just take one, but that was different. That was Saka injured, etc. Take or oh, sorry, use the wildcard to avoid the hits now, and then I may or may not need hits later on. So in some ways I'm kind of maybe this maybe this maybe this is not making sense. I just feel like there's a chance I don't need hits later, whereas now I do need hits. That makes sense? It might be that I need hits now and in game week nineteen. I don't know, I probably didn't explain that very well. But anyway, I think it's probably quite close a decision and I'm just going to take the points on offer now and then hope that I can deal with Game Week 19. But I am a bit worried because it is around... I mean, it's literally Christmas. Right? Game Week 19, I mean, it's literally the day after Christmas. Game Week 19 is Tuesday the 26th of December, Boxing Day. And then Game Week 20, which could be the double, is 30th of December. So... I don't know, there could be loads of injuries around here and a wild card could be perfect. Could be absolutely perfect. They they are the main things. I think one thing that um, Praz has been kind of saying to me is right now budget seems tight because we need, like a lot of us feel like we need Salah and Haaland. I know some people are going without, but we need both of them. But if you look around, if you look around the double for Salah, He's got Arsenal at home in game week 18. Burnley away in 90, so you probably will want him for that. Then it's Newcastle at home in 20, Chelsea at home in 22. He's also going to be going away from uh, for African Cup of Nations. So in terms of getting money in your squad, you are going to be able to take Salah back out of your team around this time. And so obviously, if you've got the wild card, you can redistribute those funds all in one go. That's obviously a big plus. But if you don't, at least you know you're not going to be stuck for money later on to get the Man City players and stuff in that you need. So yeah, I, I don't know. It, it could be worth it. There's lots of good managers are saving it for 19. Lots of good managers have already used it. Lots of good managers use it in 9 and 10. And then there's me, who is terrible at FPL, and I'm looking at using it in gaming 10. Thoughts on Gabriel Jesus, if Saka is still out after the international break? I mean, I, I guess he's a good option with or without Saka, right? Decent enough. You're watching this from the beginning at three times speed. Enjoy. How good is Reese James moving forward? I mean, he's never fit and the fixtures are getting difficult. I just don't think there's any reason to kind of look at him, to be honest. I mean, he is, he can be great, but I think most of us are just kind of done with him as an option at this point, especially with the fixtures they've got. Would you captain Salah over Haaland next week? Did it this week and got paid. Yeah, but that's completely different, isn't it? It's Brighton, terrible defence this year. And then Arsenal away, but probably the second best defence in the league behind Man City. Maybe Newcastle have got a shout in that as well. Whereas next week, it's Brighton at home now. Like, think of it this way. The reason that you did so well with Salah over Haaland is because Salah played Brighton. Now look at who plays Brighton at home as well. Like, I think, like, don't get me wrong. Salah hasn't got a bad fixture, but I think it's probably got to be Haaland. Thank you for not letting me sell Sterling from minus four for Bowen. I mean, it's your decision, right? I'm just giving an opinion. And like I said, sometimes it'll be right. Sometimes it'll be wrong. Welcome to FPL and football in general. Thoughts on going Martinelli over Saka game week 10. Sounds knee-jerky, but the benefit of pens is reduced for Saka. That is true, but I still prefer Saka. Like, his minutes are just superior. Plus, he has got more chance of pens, I would say. 
FPL Rockstar, how's it going? I don't worry, I'm wildcard in game week 10 too. The only way is up. But haven't you got Salah or did you sell him? Brighton will play openly against any team, so City will get a ton of space. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Captain Haaland. Even if I had, even if I was forced into wildcard this week, I would definitely Captain Haaland over Salah. I don't think Martinelli is now suddenly the best Arsenal option for what it's worth. I think it was Saka before, it's still Saka now. Like, I get it, right? He's not as good as we thought because he is giving away some penalties, but he's also going to take some penalties too. Salah record against Everton, five goals, one assist in nine games. Haaland, two goals, one assist in two games versus Brighton. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, teams have changed a lot since Salah's played Everton all those times. Different teams now compared to what they were, etc. Fancy new design graphics. I think, oh, okay, this is probably just, I was going to say maybe you haven't tuned in this season, but this is just different screen, that's all. I've got two screens set up. This is the one that I usually use it's got all the members and stuff on the right but if i want to show more on the website then i can just put this one on that's all i've had it since the start of the season i just don't use it that often love prams but there's such a thing as over planning there's something to be said for getting the points in hand versus hoping for more later too by the way prams is wildcard in game week 10 almost certainly that's that's not the point i was getting at so maybe i didn't explain it that uh didn't explain it that well what happens when Saka gives his next penalty to Martinelli? I mean, it could happen. Martinelli much cheaper than Saka. Yeah, true. But I think, given the fixtures that Arsenal have got, you kind of want the best option. And for me, that probably is still Saka. I mean, there is there is a chance that money might become so tight that I'd go for Martinelli. I, I don't know. Like, is he going to be next in line for a penalty? Uh, if Saka gives them away, he usually gives them to Odegaard. Like, Havertz doesn't need a pity penalty anymore. Martinelli's got a goal. So, I don't know. I feel like it's still Saka and Odegaard for penalties. Thoughts on getting rid of Inbermo this week? All, all, oh, you don't have either Madison or Son. I mean, yeah, okay. Inbermo to Madison or Son is probably fine. I wouldn't do it for a hit. The only thing I would say is, someone said this to me on Twitter, Inbermo's rubbish. My reply was, so was Sterling before he played Burnley. And I just don't think I would... I wouldn't go out of my way to sell in Burmo this year. That's all That's all I would say. After this week, yeah, absolutely. Look for a way to get rid of him. And of course, right, if you can do in Burmo to Salah or in Burmo to Son, to Madison, etc., that probably is a good move. But if you're just shifting him to another 6.5 to 7 million midfielder, I would just keep him for Burnley at home. I don't, is he going to be playing internationals? He might be. Exactly why I'm keeping Wissa. I mean, Wissa just got a return against Man United as well, right? Is your Son theory against low blocks now confirmed? Maybe it is. But I think on another day, he could have had returns for sure. But fair, I mean, fair enough. The Brighton game is quite open, wasn't it? Uh, do I think Inberma will drop in price? I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, he's going to drop in price very soon. Like, for anyone that got him at 6.5 million, this price drop's not going to matter, but the next one will. And Rashford and Fernandez, oh my God, they're like, yeah, they're both going to, they're both going to drop soon. Just more team value off. It is what it is. Please rate these players upon importance for bringing them in. Darwin, Bowen, Martinez, Diaby. I actually think... I mean, if Darwin plays all the games, he's probably the most important. But I just don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I actually think it might be Bowen. Is Bowen better than Diaby? I think he might be. I think he might be. Some good punch just for game week 9 for Eschepinian. Um, probably... I mean, <laughs> it depends on... Well... He got 5.7 million. Probably Poro. Best option, I would say. Thoughts on wildcard in between game weeks 12 and 15? Like, anything can work. If you can... Like, if you're not... If you're happy with your team, you don't need to wildcard. Just don't wildcard. I mean, I said that, like, you know, people wildcard in 7, 8. Not everybody needed it. People aren't going to need it in 9 or 10. Just hold it as long as you can. If you think you can gain a certain amount of points from wildcard in, like, you know, 15... 20 25 30 40 plus whatever it might be then you should probably wildcard but if not just keep it i think the problem with no harland and salah or both is they can score in every game and the second they do everyone will panic that they can't get them back in yeah but i mean hopefully you've realized by now i don't tend to panic too much about that stuff like i know that salah is great i knew that he would probably get returns in this game i'm not now panicked about getting him in in nine right because i knew he was probably going to get returns against brighton i know he's probably going to get returns in game week nine but it, i'm still not going to get him i'm not going to panic about it i'm going to do it in game week 10 instead so if i made that decision on my game week 10 wild card that would be the same thing i would know that they're going to get returns you just have to not panic as soon as it happens right like anyone that's gone without harland obviously really happy he's just blanked against arsenal 
they're not going to be stupid enough to think that he's going to blank in the next three games. It's just about whether or not the rest of the team can make up more points than having Haaland. That's all there is to it. Like, right now, obviously, no salary is not working very well for me whatsoever because Rashford and Fernandes have been poor, generally. But in game week 10, you could have, I don't know, double Arsenal midfielders. You could keep Son if he's playing number nine. You could get Diaby, get Bowen, spread the cash around, have loads in defence as well. There is a chance that because you can captain Haaland, Son and Saka over the next five weeks, maybe a no-salad team could do well. But it's not a guarantee. But you certainly shouldn't panic as soon as he gets points because you know he's going to get points, right? We all we all know that right now. I just think if you went without Haaland in game week eight, perfect outcome. Hardest game of the season. I mean, some people think that Liverpool way is harder. I would say Arsenal way is harder. And he's got no points. Happy days. But I'm sure... I'm sure people without Haaland are not expecting zero points against Brighton at home. Just like I wasn't expecting zero points for Salah today. Just, I had to hope the damage was minimal. And, I mean, in the end, because I would have probably captain Son anyway, it was kind of minimal. But obviously, I would have loved to have had him. So, yeah. Anyway, on that note, me being an idiot and not having Salah, I'm going to leave it there. Um, Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed it, make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already if you listen on podcast please do continue rating five stars we're nearly at a thousand five star ratings on spotify in particular i haven't checked the other platforms but if you're ever on other platforms and you can rate five stars much appreciated in terms of content over the international break there will be the usual stuff not this week coming the week after so team selection game week preview and stuff like that um this week there will be some stuff probably not videos every day but i'll see i will do a wildcard nine wildcard nine sorry wildcard four game week nine um early thoughts video tomorrow after that i'm not sure i might just take a bit of a break i'll be doing some streaming over on on twitch as well so if you want to if you want to check me out on twitch it's let's talk underscore gaming i'll spam it in the chat a little bit now if you want to go and follow me over there mostly playing fifa slash eafc 24 maybe some call of duty when that comes out as well uh anyway yes Thanks for all the comments about Jordan. Not very many comments about Jordan Pickford tonight. I'm disappointed. Finally gets a nine-pointer and no one mentions him. It's almost like you only prefer it when uh, the team is doing bad. Lots of comments about Rashford and Fernandes. Not too many about Pickford. So disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. Thanks for joining me. Give it a like. Hit subscribe. Rate five stars. And I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.